Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by HotMovies.com. HotMovies.com is a video-on-demand website that offers all of the latest and the greatest adult movies from more than 50 years of adult movie making, including films by me. Go to HotMovies.com slash bonus and enter the promo code HOLLY, H-O-L-L-Y, and you'll get 20 free minutes on HotMovies.com. No purchase is necessary. With special exclusive releases every month, you can always see them first at HotMovies.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Woo for Play Lube. Have you heard of Woo? Woo is the best organic, all-natural, and antibacterial lube I have ever used. It's made of virgin coconut oil, vanilla essence, natural stevia and beeswax, and is totally free of chemicals and preservatives. And unlike most lubes, Woo also smells and tastes great, just like cupcake frosting. I am not kidding you. Seriously, I offer it to the actors on my sets, and we all love it. Woo is simply the best. Silky smooth, all natural, and tastes like dessert. What more could you want? If you want to enhance your love life or just want a better lube, buy it for yourself or treat that special someone, go to Woo4Play and enter discount code HOLLY and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's Woo4Play, W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com with the code HOLLY for 10% off. Get more play with Woo. Today on the podcast, I have the very beautiful, the very intelligent Kira Noir. Kira is a fantastic performer. Um, she's a Spiegler girl, which you know means that she is a very intense performer. She does some pretty intense scenes. And I have a bunch of questions for her. Um, I want to know how she got into the business, how she's enjoying the business, because she's only been in for a few years, I think. And also, too, as a black woman, I want to know if she ever encounters racism in the industry. That's something that a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about, but it's something that I think we should talk about. So, everybody, let's please welcome Kira Noor. Welcome, everybody, back to the show. I have the beautiful Kiera Noir on. Kiera, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you. We've worked together uh, quite a few times. I did one of my favorite shoots for Twisties with this girl. Oh. And I think you know which one I'm talking about. The black and white one or the pink yeah, one? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, the chess set. Mm-hmm. That one was so dope. So we shot her on like this giant chess board um, with these huge chess pieces, and uh, it was just such a cool shoot. Like, it mm-hmm. looks so great. I love the whole concept for that because I yeah. love black and white patterns. I yeah. pretty much just wear black, white, and gray in my yeah. personal life. Yeah. And I also really love Janelle Monet. And for the uh, sheet that they gave us, they had like mm-hmm. her pictures of her hair in a bun yes. uh, for the inspiration for yes. makeup and stuff. So I was just like, yes, like so many things I yeah. love. I actually don't know exactly who she is. She is she's a, a singer, right? Yeah, she's a singer. Okay. And she went through this era, uh, her first couple of years, where she wore nothing but black and white. Uh-huh. And usually had her hair up in a bun. Mm-hmm. And she said it was kind of her uniform. And mm-hmm. so I just, I loved her for that. She has great music too, but I loved her style. Yeah. What mm-hmm. kind of music is it? It's uh, pop, uh, but more of indie pop kind of stuff. Okay. And it has a kind of a hip hop feel, but it's not 
exactly R&B. It's kind of hard to describe. I would love mm. to like send you some of her songs. I probably this. like it's probably one of those artists where like I've heard a couple of her songs, mm-hmm. but I don't like know who sings it. And she's also uh, been a feature in a couple of songs. Like there's this one, uh, "We Are Young." That was came out a couple of years ago. It, was, it played during my prom. <laughs> this is a while back. <laughs> so old. But she's yeah, she's <laughs> been in the background of so a couple of songs. <laughs> um, we are young. Was it by the Young Bloods? No, oh, was, that's We Come Running. Mm-hmm. It was uh, F F U N, like fun. Oh, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, the mm-hmm. acronym. Yeah. What does that stand for? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> well, clearly, good thing this isn't a music podcast. <laughs> this is a porno podcast. <laughs> Actually, it's not. It's just a sex positive entertainment podcast, right? We don't want to categorize. We don't want to pigeonhole ourselves, mm-hmm. especially since I have a comedian coming in after you. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Kira, tell us a little bit um, about yourself. So before we started the podcast, um, you were talking officially. Mm-hmm. You were talking about how you were from Missouri? Oh, I actually grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, but I lived okay. in St. Louis, Missouri for three years before I moved to California. Okay. And I absolutely hated Missouri. Yeah? Is it? <laughs> fr- it's freezing, right? It's freezing in the winter. It's absolutely freezing. And the best part about St. Louis, uh, whenever I lived there, were the strip clubs. Mm. Um, you're allowed to touch the dancers with their permission there. Mm-hmm. So dancing was a lot easier for so me. So you, you were dancing mm-hmm. there back then? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I was a stripper at the Larry Flint's Hustler Club in East St. Louis. Oh, and I absolutely wow. loved it. Like If I ever start feats or dancing, I want that club to be the first place that I go to because I will always consider them my home club. Um, and they had really cool champagne shower shows and live sex shows, which I was yeah. kind of my first times doing girl-girl stuff. Yeah. And you enjoyed that. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of girls, I honestly, like a lot of girls who've come on the show started off as a dancer, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of them hated it. Um, but you but you really liked it. So what did you like about it? I loved pole dancing. The okay. Hustling for dances was the part that I hated. Yeah, I think um, that's, mm-hmm. uh, to, to semi-correct myself, that was definitely something that like, there's actually, there was someone, there was one person who was on recently who said she liked doing that. She liked hustling. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was. That's really bad. Anyways. I feel like there are a lot of different areas where the hustle's different. Mm-hmm. In the Midwest, it's mostly trying to sell lap dances and champagne rooms. Right. Um, there are other places where you're trying to get as many tips as possible on stage. Right. So in St. Louis, I worked at a really slow club in the beginning because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to move. My hair was really short and frizzy dreads stuck out everywhere. Yeah. So uh, the only club I could get that would let me work there, uh, they only put me on day shift. So there are a lot of times mm, where I was just that's bored. That's like when no one was, no one's yeah. there. We would have construction workers who would come in for the lunch special, and that was pretty <laughs> much it. Uh, so I started teaching myself pole tricks just to pass the time, mm-hmm. and I started getting good. And yeah. once I started feeling more confident, I went ahead and tried out at the more big club in the area, which mm-hmm. was uh, Larry Flint's. Yeah, and I absolutely loved that place. It yeah. was so much fun. So I started working night shift there, and I really liked putting more focus on getting stage money, but the bulk of my money did come from champagne rooms. So that's the part that sucks as a stripper. If it's a slow night or there's a lot of people in there, but they're only just tipping, Mm -hmm. and then you're not really going to make that much. Yeah. So you said that they allow touching with the dancer's permission, mm-hmm. and that sounds like something that you that you liked. That, yeah. Yeah. I did because, in my opinion, um, I got treated with the most respect at a club that was full nude, full bar, where touching was allowed. Because That's whenever so it's, I've tried working at the clubs over here uh-huh. where there's no alcohol and you're not allowed to touch, and then people are trying to get away with stuff more often. So I, I liked when 
guys knew that they could touch if they asked. Mm-hmm. So they just asked me. And I could take their hands and run it down my body, and that was fine. Whenever I was working at a club where they're trying to get away with stuff, then that's what I would get, like, them randomly trying to finger me and things like that. So, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, like, an interesting um, insight into, like, the male psyche. Like, yeah. if you, it's like that situation, like, if you... Like allow a guy to do something. Like say if you have like an open relationship, which mm-hmm. I know you do. Yeah. It's like I don't. I, I don't want to say they're less likely to stray because that doesn't make sense. Because being an open relationship means they can do that. But then if you're like, I guess maybe it's more like you know if you're a super jealous girl and mm-hmm. you like can't stand it when a guy like talks to other girls or whatever, then they're more likely to like cheat on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna try to go do it behind your back. Yeah. Um, if you're already okay with them doing it, then it's like, oh, I can do that thing that I want. Cool. And they don't try to push for things more as often. Right. Um, and at the clubs over here, I remember the, the first time I tried to work in an L.A. club, I was just talking to a guy and I put my hand on his thigh, nowhere near his crotch, just uh-huh. just talking to him and like, like mostly put my hair near his knee. Mm-hmm. And and I got in trouble. The manager came over and told me that if I did that again, that he would have to make me leave. And I was just like, really? Like wow. I was touching him in a yeah. non-sexual place, and I yeah. was comfortable with it. Why is that not okay? Yeah. Uh, so I, I just gave up on trying to dance out here. Yeah. That sounds, um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I went to uh, a strip club in um, the Midwest near Arkansas when I was out there for Danny Daniels' wedding. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I think you. I think you could touch the dancers there, and um, I. I don't know. So I've only had a lap dance once, mm-hmm. and it was like super awkward because I'm actually not into girls. Like I'm not sexually into girls, uh-huh. and uh, this girl, like someone bought me a lap dance, and she's like, "This girl's trying to give me a lap dance," and I am so uncomfortable, Aww. and I'm like trying to make small talk. I'm like, "Your hair smells really good. What kind of shampoo <laughs> do you use?" You know, like my hair is super frizzy. I have to use something like with a lot of like heavy conditioner. What about your body lotion? Because that <laughs> also smells good. But like I'm allergic. Like I'm trying to like make this small talk, and this girl's just like, "Shut the fuck up and let me put my ass in your face." It was like so awkward. I was just sitting here like this the whole time. Like, like, oh, God, when is this over? When is this over? So, so would you be open to getting a lap dance from a male stripper? <laughs> I mean, yes, but I think that I would, like, it would be a hilarious joke to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, you know, honestly, I'll be honest. I'm weird about strangers touching me. Okay. Not like, like, like in a, you know, like shake hands is fine. But like with someone I don't know, you know, some people are super touchy feely. Yeah. When someone I don't know, even if it's totally innocent or if it's a girl or something like that and they just like touch me a lot, I get a little funny mm-hmm. about it. Like, it, I mean, if I know you, it's one thing, but if I don't know you, I'm, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on strangers touching me a lot. I See, know. I've never had a lap dance from a guy. I think mm. I would be really into that. Interesting. Especially your birthday? <laughs> July 16th. Okay, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> you know, someone once sent a... Uh, <laughs> so you you know my mom is? No. Okay, so my mom is uh, Suze Randall. She was um, an erotic... I started off working for my parents. She was an erotic uh, photographer mm-hmm. and director. She was kind of like one of the first female women behind the scene. Oh, wow. So anyways, so she had a studio um, where she shot adult content. And so... One of her clients for her birthday sent her a male stripper thinking, you know, because my mom's like obviously this open-minded woman mm-hmm. that she would like think it was great. My mom ended up punching the guy in the face and throwing him out of the oh studio. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was not okay with it. She's like, I don't want this. She had this hairy little man all over her. She just like <laughs> flipped out. So it was a complete opposite reaction to what uh, her client obviously thought she was going to do. Oh, man. 
See, I I have a thing for male pole dancers because I I used to love pole dancing. Mm-hmm. I don't do it anymore because it gives me bruises and I can't show up on a porn set with bruises. Yeah. Um, but I used to say that I would only marry a guy if he was a pole dancer because it's such an amazing workout. It's he, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I took one, a class once and um, yeah, I was. Co- I mean, I looked like someone kicked the shit yeah. out of me the next day. It was covered in bruises. Mm-hmm. It was bad, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And, and I am actually just signed up for dance classes that have nothing to do with pole. It's mm-hmm. basically just like a, it's called hair and heels. Okay. You wear knee, knee pads and four inch heels and you basically just learn how to dance like a hoe. And Wait, so, what? Okay, <laughs> what? It's called hair and heels? Yes. Why hair? Um, cause you're doing a lot of hair tossing too. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's learning how to dance with a lot of hair tossing and with heels and almost like a stripper, but without the pole. Okay. Uh, and it, the main focus is supposed to be for a workout. And I, that's what they all out. say. That's why they like have to like frame all of these like pole dancing, like mm-hmm. pole fitness. Because yeah. God forbid you go and want to learn how to dance like a stripper mm-hmm. because that is, you know, a big no no. Uh, the first time I tried going to a pole dancing class, I got so annoyed with like, we're not strippers. We're, we're learning how to be fit. And it's like, we well, realize where this is coming from, right? It's coming right. from people like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, why do you have to differentiate? Between, I mean, mm-hmm. you're obviously not working in a strip club. Clearly, you're not a yeah. stripper. Like, who cares? Why do you have to like draw that line mm-hmm. when people are so afraid of being named as anything close to a sex worker, as mm-hmm. we all know. So whenever I looked for hair and heels classes, I, I tried to find videos where they were actually dancing really sexual. Because mm-hmm. some of them, they're doing the motions, but mm-hmm. it's clear that they're holding back because they don't want to seem too slutty and I didn't want to learn from somebody like that um, so I found somebody who's really really cool and her videos look like she's actually super getting into it yeah. of her uh, yeah. students so I'm going to try to do that and I'm going to wear the thickest knee pads possible to try and make sure I don't get bruises yeah. because I, I miss Legular will kill you mm-hmm. I, I miss dancing and I want to start working out but I hate going to the gym so I feel like this is a good compromise why do you okay do you feel like you need to start working out like because you just should and it's a healthy activity mm-hmm. that you should get into because like your body's nuts like you, you and fucking Anna Fox you, <laughs> neither of you bitches work out and all and you both have like incredible like like zero body fat like abs and it's like so frustrating <laughs> to the rest of us who work out all the time and look nothing like you see I, I know that my metabolism is going to start going downhill yeah. and I'm trying to prevent gaining weight yeah and also I know I'll just feel better if I start yeah I mean now. honestly these days like I went to spin class this morning before I came here mm-hmm. and um like like look I'll know I'll never be a size two um so I really just work out for the mental for the mental mm-hmm. like refreshment that it get mental refreshment I don't know where that came from <laughs> but you know like it makes me feel so much better yeah. like it makes me it puts me in a better mood it helps me handle stress better mm-hmm. like I just have more energy like it for me it's really about keeping my brain from going bananas and, and that's another reason why I want to start working out again uh, two reasons actually that you just mentioned one I want to have a hobby mm-hmm. just something fun that's yeah. not exactly related to uh, my work right and I also want to have more stamina because I've been yeah. noticing like whenever I've been writing guys over. Like, sometimes I get a little bit uh, tuckered out sooner than I yeah. think I should, especially because everybody thinks that I'm fit. Yeah. Uh, so I want to start building up my endurance and stamina a little bit more. I gotta say, like, I am the laziest person in bed, and my boyfriend <laughs> and I literally will fight over who's to be on top. 
<laughs> and um, when I see you guys, like, you know, like, we always, like, I always laugh with other girls when I'm like, okay, let's, you know, because we pick positions that we got to do. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's do reverse cowgirl. Like, every girl hates reverse cowgirl because it's literally just squats. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Um, and I am always amazed by how long you guys are able to do all of those sex positions and just keep going because it is <laughs> fucking hard. I get exhausted just watching you. I cheat. Like once I start getting tired, I'll mm-hmm. start grinding instead yeah. and try to make it look like it's still high energy, yeah, but yeah, really yeah. I'm super tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give myself a break before I start doing the bouncing the butt thing, mm-hmm. the twerking thing. And reverse cowgirl doesn't bother me as much as long as the guy isn't sweaty already and I can rest my hands on his chest. Oh, yeah. If he's already kind of slick and I'm just slipping around back yeah. there, that, that that makes it awkward and kind of hard. But if I'm doing normal cowgirl and I'm on my knees and I can just bounce my butt, I can do that for so much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's much easier mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and then I guess it also depends on the guy that you're working with. Like yeah. some guys are much better at like holding you up and doing a lot of the work mm-hmm. and making it look like you're doing the work, but they're, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of really helping you along. And then I know some guys are just either new, they don't know any better, or they're just fucking lazy mm-hmm. and they let you do all the work. See, I'm lucky. My, my boyfriend at home, um, he's also important. Mm-hmm. So he's used to, whenever a girl is on top, uh, they have to be as open as possible. So leaning back from it and all of that. And, and his thing is really closeness. Mm-hmm. So if I am on top and I just have to get close to him and whisper shit in his ear, and, and then he'll come really fast so I don't have to be up there too long. <laughs> <laughs> like all method. Mm-hmm. I actually just shot your boyfriend for the first time. So her boyfriend's Nathan Bronson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just shot him for the first time last week. He How did, did he do? He did excellent. Good. He did excellent, and we were doing an office scene on our desk, which is never easy. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, oh, he's yeah. great. Was that the one where it was uh, with the tattooed girl? Lily Lane? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were good together. I like. Yeah, mm-hmm. she requested him, mm-hmm. so that's why that's why I booked him. But yeah, no, he did great. So I good. was happy. No, it's funny. I, he and I have been in porn for around the same time period, mm-hmm. and we only met about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he started in the agency that I was in at first, and he got in that agency right as I was leaving, and I went to Spiegler, and uh. then we've been to the same parties and hung out with the same people but always just kept missing each other until mm-hmm. we were finally booked together for a gangbang shoot oh. <laughs> and then we started hanging out and, and fell for each other so oh. I think I just think it's funny where we started around the same time yeah. and should have met up a lot sooner than we did yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well you know things just work out that mm-hmm. way um, and you guys have an open relationship, right? We do. So can you kind of explain how that works? Because some people, like, and I know that a lot of people listening are like, oh, well, everybody in porn has an open relationship. Mm-mm. That is not true. Just because people are having sex with other people for work doesn't mean that they're not monogamous with each other in terms of, you know, like extracurricular or sexual mm-hmm. activities but you guys are open outside of work so yes. explain to me like how that works for you guys uh, so whenever I first met him he already had a girlfriend mm-hmm. um, but they were in a polyamorous relationship so right. she had another boyfriend besides him and two other girlfriends mm-hmm. um, one of which she lived with mm-hmm. so I, whenever I first met him and we first started flirting I, I thought that maybe it was closed off and then he explained that whole situation to me mm-hmm. he was like oh okay so I can date you this is yeah. cool and so we kind of just were both dating him at the same time then she had her people and then they recently ended their relationship which mm-hmm. is sad but he and I are going to try to not find a girl together 
but keep ourselves open to the possibility of dating other people. Mm -hmm. And we're both also also okay with uh, each other hooking up with people off camera. Mm -hmm. So if he's interested in somebody, I just have the rule of don't lie to me. If I ask you what you did today and you you went to work and you got tested and you went on a date with somebody, just tell me that you did all of that. Don't try to hide it. You don't have to ask for permission before Mm -hmm. you start flirting with somebody, but just tell me if I ask. Um, And then my other rule is if you are working with somebody, or sorry, hooking up with somebody who's in the industry, make sure you check their test. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, like, uh, work standards, they have to have a 14-day recent test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they don't, use a condom. Right. Um, that way, he doesn't catch something, and then I catch something, because he was doing other stuff. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you don't want to bring it back into the industry. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time you've been in an open relationship? Oh, no. Um, I've, this is a long time, this is the first time in a long time that I've been in a actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to just having fuck buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, whenever I first started in the industry, I was actually leaving a marriage that was really, really bad idea. Oh, you were married? Uh, yeah, I oh, was. Wow. Uh, so whenever I started working in California and living in California, I decided I just wanted to fool around. Uh, so I would have anywhere between two to five people at a right. time yeah. that I would just be friends with mm-hmm. and just fucking on and off. Uh, so whenever I met Nathan, he convinced me to make it more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a really, really great guy, so I felt like it was worth it with him. Mm-hmm. And he, out of every dude that I've ever met, he talks about his feelings so much in the best way. That's great. <laughs> so it just makes me want to trust him so much more. Yeah. Um, and then I went ahead and gave that a shot. We recently moved in together, which is awesome. Um, and it's been going really well. So fingers crossed that nothing bad happens. Yeah. How long have you guys been living together? Oh, just a couple of weeks. Like, oh, okay. We moved so in together last month. New. Yeah. So you don't know what's annoying about him yet? Not yet. Yeah. The only thing that I think is annoying about him is when we go out to eat. <laughs> He always asks the server to pick for him, or like, or he has like an idea of what he wants. So he's like, okay, so between this and this, what do you want? And I right. try telling him, like, dude, they work here, so they're not going to tell you, like, oh, that sucks because yeah. they're going to get know. in trouble. Yeah. I always say that too. You're always like, is mm-hmm. this good? They're always like, yeah, it's great. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're not going to actually say if it's mm-hmm. not good. Like, you're, you're, I, how can I trust you? Yeah. So there's been times where I'm just like, dude, just pick something. <laughs> like, especially if they're, <laughs> we're at a place that's already slammed. It's like they yeah. don't have time to talk you through your options. Yeah, just pick yeah, something yeah. And, and go. Um, but other than that, the, the reason we moved in together is because I was staying over at his place all the time. Yeah. And I get called in to do last-minute shoots a lot to fill mm-hmm. in for somebody who canceled last minute. Mm-hmm. So it got annoying. I, I was living in Sherman. Sorry, he was living in Sherman Oaks. I was living in Woodland Hills. And I would have to go back to Woodland hills to grab my stuff yeah. and go for wherever I need, was needed. So I just wanted to have all of my stuff where he was yeah, yeah. <laughs> to kind of cut out on time that I would have to drive back and forth. Yeah. And now it's it's great because the last couple of times I've been called to do something last minute. I just have to walk down the hall instead yeah. of driving 20, 30 minutes depending on traffic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At a point, that was kind of how it was with my boyfriend and I. Um, he was just at my house all the time, mm-hmm. all, all the time. And it just ended up that he and he needed like a really expensive apartment in Playa del Rey. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you just have an expensive closet, basically, like a really yeah. expensive storage place. You're never there. You're always here. Mm, that's how I felt. Just move in. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? And, and then he was yeah. living in a, a bachelor pad, a, a studio apartment. So it's mm. like, dude, if you move in with me for the same price you're paying right now, we could have like a really nice place that's yeah. way bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we have a, a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment because I, I didn't want to share a room with him just yet. I wanted to keep all my stuff. I, we both have a lot of stuff, so I yeah. didn't want to have to Oh, wait, you guys have your own bedroom? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you guys not sleep together? We do sleep together, bed? but we, we alternate. Okay. And yeah. uh, there have been times like if I have to get up really early for a scene, then he'll go ahead and sleep in his room. Yeah. I don't wake him up. Yeah, like that's that. smart. That's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah, my boyfriend has a separate room that's just his wardrobe room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like my bedroom is pretty much all my stuff in it, which is good because he's 
kind of messy. Yeah. You know? He doesn't like put his clothes away. Like, just the other day, I was like, why do you even have drawers? You don't put anything in them. What's the point? Just pile your fucking clothes on the floor. Well, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have my own closet, especially because yeah. I have a. I feel whole... like that's so important. Yeah. If you can do that, if mm-hmm. you can separate your like clothing from mm-hmm. your man's, that's a good. I have a whole separate pop up wardrobe just for my porn clothes. And I wanted to have a walk in <laughs> closet that I could put that in. Yeah. That way I could have one side that's all of my stuff that's all black and goth shit. Right. <laughs> all, the, all the bright teeny bopper stuff on the other side. And right. I knew I wouldn't be able to do that if we had to share a closet together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also has his porn wardrobes. So. Right. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mix porn wardrobes. Um, so uh, I understand that you had a strange experience on Tinder where you got caught catfished. Yes. I'm so, so can mad. you tell us about that story? So I was catfished uh, twice on Tinder. The, the first time it happened, I matched this guy that was a little bit too good to be true. I kind of mm. suspected that he was a catfish. Yeah. And after talking to him for a little bit, I, I always ask people to meet me uh, almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, that way I can see if they're fake. And then if I don't like them, then cool, we'll just never talk again. And I try to pick a place where it's fun for me to go mm-hmm. to so at least I can get some nice food. Um, but I don't like the whole talking for days on the app. And then <laughs> just yeah, I was the opposite. Up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk for a while on the app because I wanted to make sure that like you and I vibe before I like wasted my time to meet you. Mm. So I was the opposite. But anyway, <laughs> so the the first time I got catfished, um, he kept putting off when we we're going to meet up. Like, oh, sorry, I'm busy that day. I'm busy that day. Busy that day. And then finally, he told me, hey, so these aren't my pictures. I got this from a random guy on Instagram. I'm a fan of yours, and I didn't think that you would want to meet up with uh, me if you saw what I looked at. Like. Ask you mm-hmm. if that had anything to do with if you had been, were like a porn star mm-hmm. at that point. And, mm-hmm what that was like on Tinder. Yeah, and so I tried telling him, like, dude, I would have met up with you because he showed me what he actually looked like. I was like, I would have met up with you, but now I'm not going to because you lied to me. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. So Yeah, and it's creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, I was your fan. That's so weird. And so the second time it happened... um, I went ahead and got the nice number, and I was like, hey, send me a selfie right now, like a current selfie, yeah. not something that's something from your social media, because I was trying to avoid that that first catfish. Right. And so he sent me a dick pic, which wasn't, it wasn't what I asked for, but yeah. I wasn't mad at it, because yeah. that was, like, the whole reason I was on Tinder is to hook up with people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a big bulge, so I was thinking, like, fuck, yeah, because sometimes with guys, you don't really know what they have until you get naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of appreciated. Um, and I, I got really excited when I had an agreed to meet up with him, um, went to his place, and, and the weird thing was, I, I thought, okay, so he's inviting me to his place for the first time, we hang out, and then he's definitely down to fuck, and we watched a movie for a little bit, ended up hooking up, and whenever he pulled down his pants, it's like, not the smallest dick I've ever seen, but definitely not the one he sent me, oh. and I just felt kind of awkward, I didn't want to be like, this is false advertising, so yeah. I'm out, so I went ahead and I, I fucked him anyway. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't great, and it was so. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, he admitted to me that I was the second woman he had ever had sex with, <gasps> which wasn't bad. It yeah, was just but a, like when you're tra- did he did he like get, did he catch the feelings? No, he didn't. Oh. I I told him like sorry, do you, like I have a boyfriend. This is just a, a hookup kind of thing for me. Yeah. Maybe you should lead with that next yeah. time. And he, yeah. he went on the spiel about how he just got another really long relationship, and this was his first time getting back out there. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Your your number of people you you slept with has nothing to do with your worth or how yeah. good you're going to be, whatever. But one, send pictures of you, not somebody else you found online. Yeah, uh, and two. Uh, just maybe tell people like, hey, this is what my situation is. What about yours? Because I told him like I'm in porn. I have mm-hmm. another boyfriend. We're in a relationship. That's probably. I wonder oh, if that's stuff. why he felt like he had to send you a picture of like a big dick. <laughs> 
because no, you know. he, he did tell me that he didn't know who I was exactly, but he did recognize me. Like he knew I was a porn star, mm-hmm. so maybe that had something to do with it. But I just, I would never send a guy like a, a picture of boobs that were way bigger than mine. Like yeah. I don't even wear push-up bras because I'm so scared of somebody thinking that I was lying to them about <laughs> how big my boobs are. I've always had really small ones, so I, I just hate the fact that he had to Google big dick bulge. <laughs> <laughs> save that picture and then send that to me instead of just just like I might have been into it if if because he was like a good looking guy he was yeah like buff yeah uh, so I would have been into it regardless but it was just so much just so much more disappointing to yeah. be expecting something big and yeah. then seeing that instead yeah totally I mm-hmm. hear you yeah it's all about being honest people mm-hmm. um so uh, I understand that you're interested in uh, directing and producing your own content. We mm-hmm. talked a little bit about you wanting to start a podcast, right? Yeah. So is that like kind of your next focus in terms of where you're going with your brand? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be shooting my own porn more, um, mm-hmm. mostly for OnlyFans. I'm going to be setting up a Fan Central this month. Are um, you doing like just amateur stuff? Or mm-hmm. you okay? See, I don't like to shoot high production value stuff whenever mm-hmm. I'm doing it on my own. Right. Uh, I noticed that whenever I tried shooting that kind of stuff and putting it on my OnlyFans, it didn't get as many likes and comments as the stuff that was just yeah. on my phone. This is what I'm doing today. Yeah, um, people mm-hmm. on that platform tend to really go for the more amateur stuff. That's mm-hmm. why like OnlyFans didn't really work for me very mm-hmm. well um, because my stuff's like too highly produced. They're not, they're yeah. not into that. People who are into that kind of stuff are going to join my website. Mm-hmm. There's been this cultural shift that I think is really cool mm-hmm. uh, since the internet has change the way we look at celebrities. Now, instead of just celebrities, we have influencers, Mm -hmm. where celebrities, if you see them in a commercial, you know for a fact they got paid, there's a script, all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. if you're following a fitness guru on Instagram, Mm -hmm. and she's posting stories about her dog, and posting pictures about what she ate today, and then, oh, you guys should really try this tea, I love it. That doesn't seem that much as an ad to you. It Mm -hmm. seems like your friend who's talking to you and giving you advice. Um, So I think that porn has kind of latched onto the influencer style mm-hmm. where now instead of people trying to convince you to sign up for this website, uh, more and more people are trying to say like, hey, if you want to get a personal view of my life and become like one of my friends, you can sign up for my OnlyFans, you can sign up for my Snapchat and you can mm-hmm. see the real me. Yeah. Um, and more people are open to that because the porn being free has been around for so long. Right. And there's so many people, it, it's stupid to them, the, the idea of paying for porn. Mm-hmm. But if you're paying for an exclusive look at somebody's personal life, yeah. You're a lot more open to that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be starting to shoot more of my own amateur stuff. Um, and I had an idea for a website. <laughs> so <laughs> my favorite stuff to shoot is blowjob stuff. Okay. I, I love blowjobs. I love ball sucking. I love taint licking. <laughs> I love just <laughs> working for it because I feel yeah. like it's really easy to make a guy come from my pussy or from my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a lot more skill to make a guy come from just your hands or from and, just your mouth. And it's more like interactive. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's a lot more about like your expression and your mm-hmm. like technique. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more that there's a lot more like personal style you can yeah. put into a blowjob. And, and everybody's a little bit different. Every yeah. dick is a little bit different. Yeah. Some guys like a lot of really hard ball sucking. Some guys just like gentle sucking on the right. dick, like, things like that. So I love learning each dick's little quirks. Yeah. Um. So I had an idea for a website. I'm going to call it taintmisbehaving.com. It's going to be focused on blowjobs, ball sucking, and taint licking. So those are my favorite things to shoot. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Oh, and and uh, with the podcast stuff, uh, last year, really just a couple of weeks ago, but the end of 2018. Yeah, I guess that was last year. Mm-hmm. I have this friend who is uh, a friend of 
So let me think of how to describe this. So Nathan had another job before porn. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his old coworkers got married, and I really hit it off with her husband. He and I have become friends, and he told me about this idea that he had for a podcast mm-hmm. where he got porn stars just super baked, mm-hmm. just super, super stoned, and just talked about anything, their lives, right. porn, what they think about the world, anything like that. Right. Um, and he only did, he just didn't know how to get in contact with people. He knew me and he knew Nathan, but he didn't know how to start contacting porn stars without seeming like a creepy guy that's just trying to yeah. get personal information. Um, yeah. So I told him that I would love to do that. I would be the host for him. That mm-hmm. way we can I can go ahead and ask the people who I know who are in porn, or if I don't know them, then it's, hey, I'm, I also do this. I'm not just some random person. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And um, well, he's going to do the technical side, and I'm going to do the hosting and asking questions. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to be the one getting high with the guests because mm-hmm. I don't normally smoke around people. <laughs> yeah. So you might get that'll really be interesting. well everybody's different when they get high. You mm-hmm. might get really quiet. I don't know what I don't know what you're I, like. I get really nervous when I get high. It, it's weird because a lot of people who I know they smoke to calm their anxiety. Yeah. I feel like for me it ramps it up. So yeah. I only smoke whenever I'm at home and I'm about to go to bed or if yeah. I have a headache or something like right. that. I don't like smoking and going out and doing things. So my idea right now for it is that I'm going to ask about the uh, guests' favorite kinds of weed. Like, do you like to smoke uh, concentrate or blunts or whatever? And I'm going to go get that stuff for you. And then I'm going to watch you smoke it. And I'm going to stay over here sober yeah. and try to direct the conversation. Because uh, maybe if we're all high, we could get stuck in ruts or yeah. no sense. Yeah, and everyone would be like, wait, what are we just talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think is severely lacking in the adult industry? Um, Like, what would you like to see more of? Like, more diversity, more female, more alternative forward content? I would like to see more porn that's focused on the people feeling good rather than looking good. Mm. Um, Because there's this thing that happens a lot in porn where a lot of the positions we're doing we wouldn't really do in our personal life because mm-hmm. it's just so you can see like reverse fully, cowgirl yeah like reverse, <laughs> like reverse cowgirl you can see fully penetration things like that right um, and I would love to see more websites where it's maybe like a, an overhead shot where the, the people aren't focused on opening up for the camera they're just doing what they want to do mm-hmm. we're not saying like okay we need to have at least 45 minutes we're just like go for as long as you want mm-hmm. if you come really fast then whatever um, I know that it wouldn't be as profitable as the current way we do things and that's why it doesn't happen as much but I would like to go in that direction whenever I start having more success with my kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, that way if it doesn't make a lot of money it'll be okay I can just have it as a side pet project mm-hmm. um, but I think it'll be really fun because the porn that I like to watch I, I like to see the people actually feeling good that's why I like to watch a lot of amateur stuff <laughs> right 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. I think honestly like you know I, I, I've seen because I've seen so much change in the adult industry lately and so many groundbreaking porn being produced and a lot of the stuff that like I have heard because I've been in the industry for 20 years Mm -hmm. so a lot of things that I've heard people say over the years ah people aren't going to buy this people don't want that you know everybody's so stuck in like the same formula so Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's that you're necessarily wrong about that and I think that there's such a huge like variety of people who watch porn who have different preferences and you will probably find that niche of people Mm -hmm. who don't really care about whether or not they see the penetration, they want to see like more expression mm-hmm. in the performers, um, more intimacy, maybe like hearing them talk more, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. So I don't, I don't think that you should just kind of stick to what everybody you know thinks is 
um, what sells. Because I feel like, especially these days, like with the way everybody's struggling, fucking nobody knows what sells. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things that sold before, like don't sell anymore. And mm-hmm. a lot of things that people thought wouldn't sell are selling. So I just kind of feel like the formulas that we've are so used to, we've been locked into for so long. I think that stuff's all going out the window. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about the internet is that you can try stuff. And if it doesn't work, then you you know, like you know, pretty yeah. right, pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a good thing. Do you think, like, just on the topic of of that and diversity, do you feel like there's racism in porn? It's a hard subject to explain. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the majority of porn producers and directors are racist. Right. Um, I've been treated very, very well the last four years that I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, run into very, very few instances of that was pretty much racist. Yeah. Um, but I think that the problem is that the fans can be. Mm-hmm. And people are afraid to do certain things with people of color because they think that the fans won't like it as much, so it won't sell as much. There's no point in doing it. Right. Um, even though I think that the porn community can be a really beautiful place. I've met some of the like, nicest, most amazing people I've ever mm-hmm. met in the porn community. Um we're still kind of afraid to push those boundaries. Yeah. So we won't do things like put a black girl on the cover if we're afraid that people will think it's the all-black movie. Um, we right. People don't shoot all-black stuff as much because they don't think that it'll sell as much. Uh, and my opinion on that is just that if you give people the option that they'll still give it a shot and they'll end up liking it because mm-hmm. if it's hot people fucking, people are going to watch it. Right. Um, but because I've never been on the other side where I can look at the exact numbers, uh, I don't know if that's right. Yeah. Um, I can just speculate pretty much. Do you think that like men face it more like Absolutely. male black performers? Absolutely. More? Yeah. I actually just got into not a fight, but a heated debate with one of my friends about mm-hmm. this because he's a new guy in porn. He's white and he doesn't have a small dick because it's not like crazy huge either. Right. And he, whenever he first started, he came out here with no money. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't know anybody. It took him a while to start getting those shoots and I tried to explain to him, like, there could be a guy who's just like you, who came over here with no money just like you did, who didn't know anybody just like you did, has the same size dick as you, and they wouldn't have nearly as much success as you've had because with black guys, you have to be really dark and really tall with a monster dick. Mm-hmm. And that's the stereotype for them. Yeah. Um, and if you're not that, it's going to be so much harder for you to get work. Because as a white guy, you can have, like, a, a pretty good-sized dick, like mm-hmm. six to eight inches, mm-hmm. and you can do great if you're just a great performer, if you're nice to people on set, if you're not an asshole. Right. Um, but with black people, with black guys especially, you have to fit that exact mold right. in order to do really well. Right, right. And then also, too, I feel like the scenes that you get booked for have to be, like, specifically an interracial scene. Mm-hmm. It's got to fit into an interracial format for an interracial movie. Yeah. Like, you can't just do, like... A fucking scene. Mm-hmm. It's been improving. Like I've noticed in the last couple of years that I've been put in a lot more movies, mm-hmm. um, partially because the other people called out and they knew that I was going to yeah. be able to <laughs> yeah. get there fast and get the scene done. Um, but I've been in movies that aren't supposed to be the interracial movie. It's right. just people fucking. Um, so it's slowly starting to change, but I also have the advantage of I'm a lighter skin tone, I have a slimmer body, mm-hmm. so I'm a little bit more acceptable to the audience that doesn't think of themselves as, I love black girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm super into black girls. Mm-hmm. The people give me more of a chance because I'm not the stereotype in their head of what a black girl is. Right, um, right. And then this is the, the flip side. With, with black guys in the industry, you have to fit that stereotype. Mm-hmm. With black girls, I feel like we work more if we don't um, because then we're 
with black guys, they have to do those interracial scenes. Like, yeah. there's very few times they're going to be just doing a normal scene. Right. Um, it's the focus is the girl's really small and really pale. The guy is really big and really dark. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, with black girls, we also do a lot of interracial focused movies. But if we can also get those, this is just people fucking, mm-hmm. um, we can do a lot better. So we have to be able to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like acceptable mm-hmm. to those audiences that right. wouldn't normally look for black porn. Right. right, um, right. And so like, there's, there could be girls who have the same personality as me, same work ethic, all of that kind of stuff. But they have a huge ass and a big afro. And mm-hmm. because people don't like look at them and think like, oh, that's the black girl movie, they're not yeah. going to look at it as, as much. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I actually shot uh, a scene for my website with Alexis Fox and Isaiah Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, like, because especially when I'm shooting stuff for my own side, I always ask the girl, like, who she wants to work with. Um, and she said, Isaiah. And I was mm-hmm. like, great. And I booked Isaiah. And um, I was very, like, particular. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. And then my what my um, distributor was like, oh, are you going to do, like, an interracial series? I'm like, I just want it to be a scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want it to be a scene with a hot guy and a hot girl. She asked for him. Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, putting it in some interracial box. He's not playing some stereotypical male character. Mm -hmm. Like, the scene was just literally she's sleeping. He's her boyfriend. He comes. He wakes her up. They have sex. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I really wanted to stay away from that whole. And it's annoying, too, because, like, when I shoot for my clients, you know, if I'm looking for a guy like, I can't just book a black guy, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's specifically an interracial scene. Like, that's got to be a white dude. And that, to me, is just, like, really frustrating because there's a lot of really great male black performers mm-hmm. who I would love to work with more, but they don't fit into that, you know, mm-hmm. that, the, like, oh, we're not doing an interracial scene. Like, why does it have to be that? Why can't it just be? Yeah. And so that's why I don't think that the industry is racist. I don't think that that happens because the people who are making porn don't yeah. like black people. No, I just I, think, I think that they're looking at numbers and mm-hmm. analytics and the industry as a whole still fetishizes mm-hmm. black performers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like we're we're slowly maybe making our way out of that. I mean, I yeah. definitely know that the question has been raised by some people as to like, you know, some white girls charge more to have sex with black guys. Yeah. You know, like the what's called the inter, the IR rate. Mm-hmm. And some people argue like, oh, it's just because they have such big dicks. But it's like, I know some white dudes who have yeah. fucking huge dicks too. That's and you're not charging more money for them. Mm-hmm. It's not a big dick fee. It's the black guy fee. It's the black guy fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And girls will like hold out. and the, I mean... Like, I get it. Like, do what you got to do to, like, mm-hmm. make money. And I don't want to come down on people who do that. But um, I do. That is, like, kind of one of those weird things about yeah. the adult industry that's a little it's a little iffy. See, it's a weird thing for me to think about just because I firmly believe that when it comes to sex work, you are worth as much as you're able to get people to pay you. Right. Um, right. So if you're able to get people to pay you two grand, awesome. That's how much that scene was worth. Yeah. Um, but... For that in particular, it, it does make me feel uncomfortable because it makes it so that stuff gets shot less because then it's more expensive to sheet you for that. Right, um, right. So that just drives it down even more. Right. And then it also just sends a weird message. Like, yes. It, it's not a, dig, a big dick fee no matter what people try to say. Yeah. So yeah. unless you were charging more, like if it's more than 10 inches, then you get to pay me more. Yeah. Um, there's really no point for that other than the fact that you're fucking a black guy. And, the, and, and it's, it's just gross. Yeah. It's really gross. Do you know that in Europe that that doesn't exist? That's amazing. Yeah, like the interracial thing is <laughs> mm-hmm. not a thing in European porn. Mm-hmm. Like they don't there's no interracial fee, there's no interracial like 
it's a black guy and a white girl. Like it's just a normal scene over mm-hmm. there. It's only in America. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. See, I, I heard this rumor that part of the reason why the interracial rate became that was because, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> um, whenever girls were first doing porn back in like the 80s or 90s, I think they said, yeah. um, if you were escorting and people found out uh, that you were doing interracial porn, you couldn't charge as much for escorting. Yeah. So then it became a thing like, oh, well, if I'm going to be losing money on my escorting stuff, then you're going to have to pay me more with the porn. Mm. Um, but now I feel like less girls are doing that. Mm-hmm. And more people just don't give a shit about yeah. what you're doing right, right, right. On, your, on your porn side right. if you're if they're getting you as an escort. So there's no real point for anymore. Like that's how the standard got brought up, mm-hmm. um, and now it's just tradition. So now new girls are coming in, being told like, oh, if you charge an IRR rate for this, then you get more money. And they're like, okay, cool, I like more money. And so like, they're not racist. Yeah, they're not doing it because they don't like fucking black people. Right, right, right. They mm-hmm. just know they can make more money for mm-hmm. it. So like, you know, um, we all got to do what we got to do to survive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, again, I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on girls who charge an IRA because I get that, you mm-hmm. know. But I don't know. I feel like it's it's something that should be looked at. Yeah. And I, I think I wish, it's something that people should maybe think about. I think more more and more people are starting to just have standard boy-girl rates. Yeah. Um, I think that it's been going down. Uh, or maybe, you know, we should um, consider swapping that out for a big dick fee. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I don't think that would be fair. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some guys, uh, so personally, my ass stretches a lot more than my pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some dudes that are so big that if I ever work with them, I'm, I'm going to beg for an anal scene because then I can stretch out with toys right. and things before right. I right, 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 be right. ready. Um, but it would be really hard to do a, just a straight up pussy scene. But even then, like, I wouldn't turn it down. I would just mm-hmm. try to ask for extra lube and things like that. Yeah. Um, if you're in the sex industry, sometimes you're going to be working with a guy with a huge dick. Sometimes you're yeah. going to be working with a girl that has like a really small pussy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. just going to have to be careful and yeah. be conscious of that. Um, but there's no point for an extra fee for big dicks. It doesn't make any sense. Do you prefer doing girl-girl scenes or boy-girl scenes or does it just depend on the person? My favorite type of scene is a boy-girl-girl. I am bisexual, okay. so if I can have both at the same time, that makes really me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what aspect, so how long have you been in the industry now? Four years. About four years. Mm-hmm. Um, what aspects of your career co- were you not prepared for? I hmm, That's a really good question. I'm going to have to think about that for a second. I don't think I was prepared for how fleeting the friendships can be. Mm. Um, there was this one girl that I was really close to whenever I first started. And whenever we started to become really close, I pictured us being friends for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And then she got pregnant. She left the industry and I didn't ever hear from her again. Yeah. Um, so that kind of hit me hard. Like I didn't think that it would be like that. Do you think like your um, friendship was contingent on the fact that you both were in the industry? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so that's happened a couple of times to me since then where I, I become really close to somebody because we're working a lot together or we would be in the same model house, things like that. And then once that initial connection went away, you're just gone. Goes yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I had some friends who I met because we were both in the uh, adult industry and then I became close to and now that they're not in the adult industry, I don't really talk to them that mm-hmm. much anymore. Because like, just our lives became so drastically different. Mm-hmm. You know, like they like, and it made me realize that actually a lot of our friendship was just contingent on the fact that we had the same job. Yeah, and so we had a lot to talk about in that sense. We had a lot in common. And then as soon as like that mutual career um, situation wasn't there anymore, I was like, wow, we really don't have that much in common. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because a lot of people can be judgmental yeah. about this kind of job. So it's nice to have friends who you can vent to. Yeah, that aren't going to. You look, oh, well, you're only sad because you're a whore. Like, <laughs> I've had 
had those kind of friendships. <laughs> and, right. and so it, whenever we're doing this thing that can be really stressful and it's hard to understand unless you've done it, mm-hmm. it's nice to have a friend that knows exactly what you're going through. Um, with Nathan, the, the guy that I'm seeing right now, he, I think he and I work really well together because we both have the same job. I've mm-hmm. dated other people casually mm-hmm. um, before him, and it was weird because like, every time we, go, we get into a fight, that would be the first thing they would jump on. It's like, oh, you're just a whore. Uh, but he can't do that because he's a whore too. <laughs> um, and it, it's easier to explain things like, oh, I don't want to fuck right now because I, I just did an anal scene and I'm kind of sore. And he's like, yeah. oh, I totally get it. It's fine. Um, there are times where he doesn't want to fuck because he's really sore because somebody was really toothy on a blowjob yeah, <laughs> earlier yeah, yeah. the or day. Or he's like got to work or mm-hmm. he doesn't want to like exhaust himself. Yeah, and it's easier for us to understand that because mm-hmm. we have been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of things I didn't have to explain with him, a lot of things that work. Like I can borrow porn clothes from him if I ever get a call sheet that says to bring a boyfriend shirt or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, I can also work with him. Like I, we can shoot our own content together at home and we yeah. make money off of it together, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's got to be mm-hmm. great. Um, do you, uh, like, do you think that, is there anything that you wish that you had done differently at the start of your career? Like mm-hmm. knowing what you know now, could you go back and tell like your fresh, new to porn self, mm-hmm. is there any advice that you would give yourself? I would tell myself to be more assertive. Okay. I when I first started didn't have the most caring agent. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was evil, but he kind of had this system where he was the agent, and then he would give us different managers, uh, and he wouldn't really be that hands on. So mm-hmm. I would have an agent who was actually a manager, he just didn't go through all the paperwork of becoming an agent, and they would send me on really sketchy jobs. Like there's one guy that kept sending me to escorting gigs without telling me that's what it was. Uh, like he would insist it was a shoot, and then I'll get there and just be like one guy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I wish that I could tell myself, go back and tell myself, like, hey, you don't have to put up with this. This is not how the industry should be. Mm-hmm. You should say no. And you should make a stink about this. And you should leave that agency a lot sooner than I ended up doing. Um, and now that I'm with an agent who's amazing, Spiegler, and he's, in my opinion, the, the best agent I could possibly have. He's, he's pretty much the best. Mm-hmm. I think everybody feels yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that I got with him, but I wish I could have gotten with him sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he is a, he's got a long, he's got a waiting list. <laughs> yeah. It's not that easy to get with Spiegler. Mm-mm. I know a lot of girls who want to be on his roster and he, he keeps it small, which is good because mm-hmm. he can individually care for all of his girls. Yeah. And, and I think he's the best agent for me, but I try to tell people, he may not be the best agent for you. He is kind of strict. Um, he is, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he doesn't work for some girls. I mm-hmm. mean, that, that's why as a producer, like, we love him. Like, I was mm-hmm. actually just explaining to my assistant the other day because we had, I've had so many fucking cancellations lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had a girl booked for tomorrow who canceled. And I was like, look, I'm like, call Spiegler. Because the great thing about Spiegler is that, like, because a lot of these other agents will be like, oh, yeah, this girl's show's open on that day. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, great. And then they'll call me back two days later. Oh, no, she, like, has a doctor's appointment or mm-hmm. she can't or she says she's not available. And I'm like, fuck, I got to start from square one. If Spiegler says a girl's open, she's fucking open. <laughs> like, if she made an appointment that day or something, like, she's not going to that appointment. Mm-hmm. She's coming to set. Yeah. Like, she is open and she's, and another thing that I really appreciate is that you guys are always tested. Mm -hmm. and there's no like there's like he makes you guys test so it overlaps so there's never like a period where you aren't tested because Mm -hmm. another thing that I've had to explain um, to my assistant because she's new is that like I really don't want talent to test the day before the shoot Mm -hmm. because that means that their test results come in that next morning and we're already on set Mm -hmm. and if they test dirty 
they're already in makeup. Yeah. And I have to send them home and try to find somebody else. So um, I'm all about like they need to test like at least two days before. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of like, I don't know, the agents don't tell them, the girls don't care. Yeah. And they're like, and then they get mad at me when I cancel them. And I'm like, I've been fucking super clear about this mm-hmm. since the beginning. It's a policy that like MindGeek has. I mean, all my clients are like the same because yeah. I've had that happen where I've had to send a girl home because her test came home dirty and it fucked my day up mm-hmm. and cost me a lot of money. So that's another thing that I love about Speakly. Like if I call him and I ask for a girl, I know if he says she's available, I know she's tested and I know she's available. I don't even have to question it. Mm-hmm. And see, he's really great at, uh, oh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> um, giving us texts like the day before. Hey, you have yeah. to get tested tomorrow. Let me know you got this. Yes. The day of, hey, you got to get tested tomorrow today. Yeah. Let me know you got this. Um, and whenever I first started, I, my other agent, I, I lived in a model house with them. And they would just drive me whenever I needed to go get tested, mm-hmm. and I would only go get tested whenever I had work. Right, um, and which I understand. Mm-hmm. They're not; it's not cheap yeah. to get tested. But I missed out on working with my idol <laughs> because of that system, and I'm still really sad about it because I. Can you say who it was? Yes, yeah, so it was Skin Diamond. Right before oh, she left. Oh, and she's gone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll never be able to work with her. Oh. But I, I, Skin Diamond's showcase from Elegant Angel was the first time I ever paid for porn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved her, and so they told me that my agency told me that my shoot with her was going to be on the second of a month, mm-hmm. um, and it was going to be on a Monday. So I was thinking, like, well, I was. Completely Completely broke at that to- point, and I knew I was going to have to borrow money from my agent to mm-hmm. go get tested. So I was going to go ahead and wait to get tested until the last second. That way, I could like get that money and then pay them back immediately rather than getting tested sooner Understood, and yeah. having to have that gap. I just didn't like the the idea of right. waiting a couple of days to pay right. them back. Um, and so I kept asking them like over and over, "It's in the second, right? It's in the second, right?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Turns out it was on the first. Oh no! And it was on a Monday. So and I couldn't get the tested the day before. Are on <laughs> yeah. And they close early on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I missed it. Um, and they had, they had to reschedule with somebody else. They actually ended up rescheduling it with uh, Anna Fox, which I was like, this was a great scene. I watched it and it was beautiful, but I remember watching it. a part it. of you were like, was devastated because you're like, that should be great. <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, she, she left the industry. So I really appreciate Spiegler being on top of it. Like, make sure you're always ready to work. Yeah. Um, that way I never miss out on a cool shoot like that again because yeah. I'm always available. I always yeah. have to try to have my nails done. Right now they're a little chip. I'm actually getting them done after this. <laughs> but I always have uh, my nails done. I always have like my, por- my porn wardrobe ready and yeah. everything's Yeah, you filled organized. in for me last minute mm-hmm. on a shoot for Twisties with Riley Ann. Mm-hmm. And actually, to be honest, you were a better choice than the first person they Thank picked. Thank you. Like after we shot that scene, I was like, Kira was the right person for that scene. Thank you. The other girl that we booked was like, I mean, she would have been fine, but you just, I don't know, the way that you and Riley Ann looked together Mm -hmm. and just like you were just perfect for that scene and I was like that it's funny like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. so no and I I like the fact that I get so many of those scenes Mm -hmm. um I like the fact that I have a responsible reputation and that's because of Spiegler yeah um he instilled those good habits in me yeah Mm -hmm. and the thing is too yeah that's the other thing like you know you can rely on a Spiegler girl Mm -hmm. um and so, like, I know when a speaker girl shows up to set, like, she's going to be a good performer. Mm-hmm. She's going to be prepared. Like, because otherwise he'll just drop you. Yeah. You know, like, he won't put up with your shit. <laughs> and we're all terrified of being dropped. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, that's what I try to tell girls. Like, if you like to go out and party, if you like to take breaks randomly, if, if you're going to wait to do anal and gangbangs and all of that, then Speaker's a great agent, but he may not be the best agent for you. Right. right, um, right. So you can 
have a great career with a different agent. It doesn't have to be Spiegler. He's not the right. end-all, be-all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from a producer's point of view, he's just great. He's yeah. just so reliable and, you know, so solid. So. Mm-hmm. Kira, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank it's you. so lovely to have you. Can you tell everybody um, where they can find you on social media, what your OnlyFans is, all that stuff? Mm-hmm. My, all my social media accounts are the same. It's The Kira Noir. So Twitter is at The Kira Noir, Instagram, The Kira Noir, uh, OnlyFans slash The Kira Noir, uh, many vids, The Kira Noir, and I think the only one that isn't is uh, amateurporn.com. And if you just search in their search bar, Kira Noir, you'll be able to find me. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then do you have a name for your podcast yet? Uh, it's going to be High and Horny. I uh, just made a Twitter for it last night. It okay. High and Horny PC. Okay. Um, so I'll be tweeting about that more once I have more of that set up. We're going to be shooting our first episode uh, uh, tomorrow night, and we're going to try to shoot a couple of them oh, before cool. we start putting them out. Who, who's going to be your guest? Do you know? Oh, yeah. It's going to be Ella Nova and Ricky Johnson. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. Well, good luck. <laughs> thank you. I hope uh, I hope it does well. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also watch these podcast interviews at my YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash C slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. And you can join my Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Thank you so much. See you next week. Well, if you've listened all the way up to this point, I'm going to assume you're probably a fan of the podcast or at least of this episode. So what I would appreciate more than anything is if you would rate and review my podcast. Please give me five stars. I would so appreciate it. And also tell your friends about it. Um, Word of mouth is a really powerful tool in getting podcasts up there in the charts. And if you want to financially support this podcast, which I would appreciate even more, um, you can go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. I have all kinds of cool tiers. You can watch these interviews live. You can watch the full-length podcast interviews, which I now only make available on my Patreon. You can get free mugs and shirts, join my private Snapchat, get signed prints from the girls. There's a lot of cool stuff that I give away. Next week on the show, I have comedian Brian Redband. Brian actually has a really funny story about uh, the first time we met that I apparently don't remember. And he's actually somebody who's been in the podcast industry for years. He helped Joe Rogan start his very popular show. And he's somebody who knows a lot about about this world a hell of a lot more than I do. So I've got a bunch of questions for him. So make sure that you tune in next week for Brian Redband on Holly Randall Unfiltered. <laughs>